Welcome to the Legislate podcast, a place to learn about the latest insights and trends in property, technology, business building and contract drafting. Today, I'm excited to welcome Matt, Clinical Operations Executive at Newcrew to the show. Newcrew is developing an intelligent software for clinical trial recruitment that aggregates real-time data from the 25 million health-related conversations that are, in it, that are initiated online every day to facilitate planning and recruitment in clinical trials. Thank you, Matt, for taking the time. Would you like to please share a bit of background about yourself and Newcrew? Yeah, hi, Charles. Thank you very much for having me. Excited to be here. You've summed up Newcrew pretty well yourself. Yeah, it's an intelligent software platform that allows digital patient recruitment in clinical trials, aiming to refine recruitment, and bringing back patients, pursuing insights, and just keeping patients engaged. It creates a bespoke platform for each project, unique to them, what they need, what they need to get out of it. And you use real-time data for that. And the idea is basically redefine patient recruitment and ultimately save time and money for pharmaceutical companies, bio companies, and make it a better experience for patients as well and improve outcomes at the final end. My background is I started working as a doctor mainly and then being interested in other areas of medicine and improving the whole patient experience. And that's how I got involved with Nucrit. So I'm recently new to Nucrit, but it's been good fun so far, learning a lot. That's great. and. When it comes to recruiting patients for those trials, is there a particular area where you end up doing more trials or is it pretty much general based on those 25 million health-related conversations? So we can do everything and happy to get involved with anything that's, that excites us, but we probably do have a bit more of a history in working with chronic pain digital therapeutics are novel for CNS condition, neurotech. And then, for example, recently we've had, we've been looking at some biotechs looking to help with depression and yeah, happy to get involved in a broad spectrum of conditions. You mentioned you, you joined Ucroup relatively recently. What's been your favorite moment uh, so far? The favorite moment so far has been mostly, I think, and it's quite a sentiment, I think Liv said as well, sort of our CEO about everything really has been starting to ramp up recently. We're getting more people on board, including myself, and just starting to, to build a lovely set of clients, really. So I think it's just every, as everything starts to, to build up, everyone's starting to enjoy it now. Yeah, I think when a startup starts to find some momentum, it, it's always very exciting for 100%. everyone. So how big is the team? We're up to about 15 of us at the moment. Uh, there's a few more people coming on, I believe, as well. So it's starting to get up to a nice number, starting to have everyone really working coherently together. And as you say, build momentum. Clients probably up to 50 or so, maybe a few more. And then we've got a lot of work in the pipeline as well. And we're hoping that really going forward in this year is going to be starting to build momentum and really hope that number can go up by a fair bit now. Congratulations, it definitely seems like you've really that momentum. So well done. And in terms of lessons throughout this, this whole experience, what do you wish you'd known before entering this world of clinical trials and software? Um, I think it's a thing that everyone starts to really realize now as you, especially as you grow and as say ramp up really, is that you can't do, you need the people around you that've got their own specialist skills or they just bring themselves with a certain attitude towards working and willing to learn and willing to be trainable and just yeah, really realizing you can't do everything and that you do need someone that can do something and do it well 
Yeah, I, I think focus as an entrepreneur in a startup is always a challenge and um, it's always very tempting to do more or to implement a feature for a client. And it's always, sometimes it is the right thing to do, but sometimes you do need to take a step back and prioritize. And so now you're building momentum and obviously there are big, big goals for the company. What's the vision for the next three to five years? So over the next three to five years, we're hoping to scale quickly and responsibly in a sustainable way. So far, it's been a lot of organic growth and really getting the foundations right to allow sustainable growth. It's been, there's been recent financial injections so far, and we're hoping that can really start to get us to revenues projected to grow quite nicely into Q2 and Q3. And then hopefully we can build the team to match that new demand whilst keeping the current standards. So it's exciting times. Yeah, very exciting and, and good luck. And I imagine based on the nature of the business and the fact that you are on, on interacting with patients, I imagine there are quite a few contracts or legals that you must go through. What are the main agreements that you interact with? On the legal side, a lot recently has been less about the contractuals obviously there are the contractuals and they're important and there's contractual patients and amongst the company as well there's lots of contractions difficulty in our world has really been the change recently that's come around from companies like meta about how there could be targeting of recruitment of patients using social media and then also there's just compliance with gdpr as well so Nucroot it uses different ways of recruiting the patients that's fully in line with how Facebook has changed its policy back in, 20, in, back in January this year. And it's just really making sure about the compliance has been the main legal issue and contractual issue that Newcroods had. I imagine. And that's definitely uh, something that you don't <laughs> want to get wrong. So how did you overcome those changes? Did you work with a legal team? It was ourselves looking at the compliance and it didn't affect us too much. And that's part of the beauty of Newcrew is that we have been able to continue with the digital recruitment where lots of other teams and companies have struggled. I can, let me see okay. if I, I can try, I'm trying to think I can answer a bit longer for you because that was a very short answer. Okay, that's fine. In, in terms of other agreements in the business, do you interact with NDAs or? Again, there's, yeah, there's NDAs and employment contracts. I can talk about some of that if you want. Yeah. Okay. So then we also have uh, contractual issues, not issues, but obviously uh, as every startup has, is getting those legal pay. So as well as all the compliance and GDPR uh, concerns, there's also concerns that any startup would have around contractual issues with employees, making sure that each side protected. And then NDAs as well, as we're getting consultants from outside and advisors, it's just important to really protect yourselves and getting making sure that NDA does protect you and your intellectual property. That's absolutely right. And with, with those agreements, especially if you are bringing on advisors or consultants, are there any areas where they push back? So far, I think we've been lucky with the people we've got. We've managed to get some great people. Most of them, they do this regularly. They know what's in an NDA. And I don't think there's been too much pushback from anyone so far. That's great. But it sounds like um, you're using the right types of agreements with the right language, if that's the case. So well done. I'm conscious, Matt, that I've taken up a lot of your time. So I'm going to ask you the closing question we ask our guests. 
if you're being sent a contract to sign today, what would impress you? For me, in a contract that impressed me, it's all about the clarity of understanding. And I think that's important to have it on both sides. So for me, it needs to be short, it needs to be simple, plain language, you know, a contract that everyone can understand and also understand those consequences if something goes wrong or if something doesn't happen. Lots of contracts are complex and pointlessly complex. And some of it is probably to almost look to confuse the person. So for me, it's just all about clarity of understanding for both sides in terms of understanding the actual contract and then also understanding what will happen if something doesn't happen or goes wrong. That's a great answer. And I think um, you're right that when entering an agreement, we tend to focus on the positives as we should, but you should also have an appreciation of uh, the negatives or at least what happens when things go wrong. Because at the end of the day, a contract is all about managing risk because unfortunately things do go wrong or don't go to plan. And, and you need to make sure that it's, it's clear from the start because otherwise that's when surprises happen and relationships can sour if there isn't a proper agreement in place. So great answer. Thank you for taking the time to be on the show and best of luck at growing new group.